Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 22 from Delving into Islam Q&A. This is your host Wa'il and it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. Now, speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Also, if you want to keep up with the release dates uh, and the break dates and the episode titles ahead of time, then uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Delving to Islam Podcast. Again, Delving into Islam Podcast for all the upcoming announcements. Uh, now, Delving into Islam Q&A is a shorter type of episodes where I directly answer your questions. And today's question, actually multiple questions, come to us from... Uh, uh, two of our listeners, uh, Sister Sahar, uh, thank you so much for your, you know, question. And Sister Sahar had actually she had a kind of a story that led up to a question regarding prayers, and also uh, uh, we have Sister Rana who also had a question regarding you know uh, wudu and prayers and 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 you know wearing makeup or and and wiping on your socks, all these things. So inshallah. I thought about giving a summarized uh, things to think about or to consider before, uh, you know, before you pray, like things to keep in mind. Now, this is by no means, by any way, it's like, this is not an explanation or a detailed explanation of prayers. This could literally take multiple episodes. This could take weeks. Right of explaining and 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 you know getting into the wisdom of certain things and the benefits of certain things and all these things and inshallah, like I mentioned before, after the day of judgment, uh, we're done with it completely. Inshallah, I'm gonna have, uh, inshallah, a series regarding the prayers and you know to encourage people and how to pray and to you know like all the things that you need to know. Inshallah regarding prayers but today today's episode is different it's just a few things that that came to us from our listeners also it's a few things that we need to keep in mind that are really important now uh, before i i start you know mentioning the things and then eventually you know i'll get to the answering the questions we need to understand something very important which is that prayers are the most it's, it's the most important thing that you could do as a muslim i said that before and this is a fact you know, on the Day of Judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at your prayers as the first thing. When you have your book, when you receive your, your basically the book of deeds, the first thing, the first chapter, everything that, you know, everything that's important that you, you think you, you've done in your life or you've been, you are doing right now, it's nothing compared to prayers. Prayers is by far the most important thing. And if you mess up your prayers throughout your life, if you messed up and you did not care, you didn't pr- pray, you know, um, uh, you were not consistent with your prayers, then you're in big trouble. doesn't matter if you paid a million dollars for charity or as a zakah or as a sadaqah. It won't matter. Prayers is the, the Prophet literally said, if your prayers were good, the rest of your deeds will also be good in the sight of Allah. If uh, the, your prayers were corrupt, fasadat. If it was not good, 
then you have a problem even with the rest of your deeds. Even if you thought, again, like you've done so many good in this world, even in the name of Islam, it doesn't really matter. Now, when it comes to prayers, there are things that I want to say universal. There are common between males and females. Obligations, right? There are obligations that a male should do and the same obligations also females should do. However, there are also differences. So when we pray, there are certain obligations for men and certain obligations for women that you know men are not required to and vice versa. Obligations for men that women are not required to. Number one, and, and, and we'll divide it into the common stuff first and then we're going to separate. So for example, when it comes to the common stuff, Again, very basic stuff here. This is not a, a very deep, you know, uh, analytical way of how to pray or anything like that. Very basic yet critical stuff. Not even, imp- it's critical, right? We call it like these are things that are considered to be the pillars of prayers. First of all, you need to have wudu. You need to have wudu. This is universal. Like whether you're a male or a female, you need to perform wudu. And we already know. Wudu is also how to perform wudu is for both is the same. Okay. Which brings me to the question of Sister Rana, who uh, she basically, her question was regarding wudu. So she was saying, when, uh, you know, women wear makeup, right? And they have socks on. Now, she said that there were various or different answers regarding like, you know, can you make wudu while you have makeup on? Would it be valid? And the same thing for socks. So when you make wudu, to, to, to summarize this, again, Sister Son, uh, Sister Rana, thank you so much for your question. And making wudu is, the, the, the you know, hands, uh, when you, first of all, you do your hands, you do your mouth and your nose, your face, uh, your arms uh, uh, all the way till the elbow, like all the water must cover all of this. Water must must reach all of these parts that I'm talking about. Then you wipe on your hair. Then you wipe basically and clean briefly your uh, your ears. Then uh, you do your feet. Uh, you, the water must go between your toes. And that's simply it. Now, to make wudu, you need to have the intention of wudu. For example, people who take showers, people who take showers, and then they leave the shower, and then be like, you ask them, hey, do you have wudu? And they'll be like, yeah, I showered. It doesn't count. You can shower and make wudu under the shower, or as long as you have the intention. If you went to shower with no intention of wudu, and you left the shower thinking later on you were reminded, hey, you need to make wudu, and you'll be like, no, I already showered, so I'm good. It doesn't count intention for wudu must be present otherwise showering and then remembering later that you showered and you want to you know make it look like oh i already it's if i showered then i already automatically made wudu it does not count however you can make wudu while showering as well and that would be fine as long as you have the intention now when it comes to makeup now here's the thing if you have wudu if you already have wudu and then for ladies who put makeup on and they wear their socks, you still have wudu. Makeup does not nullify. And, and I know your question. I know that's not your question, but I'm just getting to it. Uh, 
So uh, your makeup does not nullify your wudu, right? Wearing socks, of course, does not nullify your wudu. That, by the way, the socks thing is for males and females. Now, what happens is, while you have wudu, now let's say that you lost your wudu, you broke your wudu. When it comes to the, you know, to the socks, you if you wore your socks while you had wudu, this is critical. This has to be, a con- this is a condition. If you wore your socks while you have your wudu, and by the way, your socks must uh, pass your ankle. Again, your socks must pass your ankle. They have to be above your ankle, not on you know, not exactly on your ankle, not below your ankle, not in the middle, above, like on top of your ankle, right? Uh, so that is a condition. Once you are wearing socks that are again the match the 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 sunnah, which is above your ankle. And you lost your wudu, but you already had wudu when you put on your socks. Now, what, easily what you could do is wipe on your socks. Wipe on top of your socks. You know, on top of your technically foot, but you're wearing socks. And that's it. You just wipe uh, once on each uh, foot and that's it. And that is valid. And the, 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 the majority, like the, the overwhelming majority of scholars, they uh, allow this. This is because the Prophet actually did it one time when they were praying, and that's how we extrapolate uh, this fatwa. So this is 100% insha'Allah allowed. Now, here comes the problem when we talk about makeup. So this is the socks. Makeup. Now, uh, another thing uh, regarding the socks. The limit, there is actually a, a time limit on wearing socks. If you stay more than 24 hours wearing the same socks... You have to take them off, make wudu, and then put them back on. You get it? So let's say today at 5 p.m., I put on my socks and I had wudu. Now, if I broke my wudu, even if I went to bed, by the way, sleeping, because I've heard some people saying, if you go to sleep, you have to take off your socks. If you go to sleep with your socks on and you wake up because you lost your wudu because you went to sleep, you have to take off your socks and redo your wudu without the socks, then put them on. That is not the case. That is 100% not true. What happens is if you go to sleep with your socks on, again, let me go back to the example. If I put on my socks at 5 p.m. today, then I went to sleep tonight, okay, with my socks on, and I woke up in the morning, I still can make wudu and just wipe on my socks. Now, it's recommended to do the effort of actually doing, you know, uh, rinsing uh, your feet, but let's say it's too cold, you know, whatever your reasons are, it's it's halal inshallah. Now, woke up in the morning, no problem, you can wipe, wipe on your socks. You can keep doing that. Every time you lose your wudu, you can only wipe on your socks until 5 p.m. the next day. Then you have to, t- even if you had wudu and whatever. Now, if you have wudu, you can keep it. But if you lost your wudu after 5 p.m., you have to take off your socks, redo your wudu, and then put them back on. So that is the case regarding socks. Now, when it comes to makeup, any what is the condition, like I said, uh, of, of wudu? Water must touch your skin. Water must touch your skin. Any makeup that is waterproof, you cannot make wudu uh, while you're having that makeup on. So let's say that you put on some makeup and you already had wudu. You're good. You can pray as long as you want as until you lose your wudu. Now, if you lose your wudu and you try to redo your wudu with your makeup on and that makeup is waterproof, 
your wudu is invalid. Again, your wudu is invalid. Do you get it? Now, there are two exceptions to this rule. So again, water must touch your skin, but there are two exceptions. Your foot, like I said, when you put on your socks and your hair. Now, wiping, because when you're making wudu, you wipe on your hair. You don't have to, like water does not have to reach your scalp. But if, to take it even further, the Prophet ﷺ, one time he was making wudu, and then he literally wiped on his, what he whatever he was wearing, which is the equivalent of our socks. But it was more than that. It was like his shoes, right? And uh, he wiped on his uh, hat, if you want to call it, the imama, right? The, the, the turban, his turban. So he wiped on his turban. And same thing for women. Women can actually wipe on their hijab. Again, women can wipe on their hijab as long as you wore your hijab, same thing with the socks. So we have two exceptions. That water does not have to touch your skin, your socks, your feet, and your hair. If you're wearing uh, a turban or if you're wearing a hat and or, or a hijab, I mean. And uh, like I said, you. but the condition is you have to be upon wudu when you're wearing those things. However, any other part... It does not matter. It's invalid. So even if you have, uh, what's the nail polish? If your nail polish is waterproof, and I'm assuming most, actually I heard that they have halal nail polish. That basically makes the water goes through. But any nail polish, any type of makeup, anything that is waterproof, that prevents water from touching your skin, will make your wudu invalid. You have to remove it, make the wudu or buy products that are, you know, not waterproof so the water can, you know, get in. So that is, again, this is the majority consensus of the scholars. The unanimous consensus is anything that is waterproof invalidates your wudu. So I hope that, uh, you know, that was clear uh, and I was able to answer your question. Sister Rana, again, thank you so much. So now let's talk about the rest. On the, so this is the on the wudu side. Now on the uh, prayer side, now you made wudu. Now, there are certain things that we have to understand. First of all, you have to do that takbirat uh, al which is when you say Allahu Akbar before you start praying and you put your hand next to you, both hands next to your ears. This is called takbirat al Your prayer is not accepted if you do not do that. So you have to say Allahu Akbar. Then at every time you switch position, so when you recite and you're done and then you're about to go, go down in ruku', you have to also say Allahu Akbar. Getting back up, if you're the imam, and then you, you already know this. But again, this is one thing that some people sometimes forget about. They just start praying without saying Allahu Akbar or Takbirat al-Ihram, which is a problem. Another thing is, again, these are the common things that uh, uh, when it comes to prayers, you have to have khushua, discipline. You know, you have to be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while you're praying. Don't pray while looking around. Because here's the thing, once you start praying, Allah looks at you, directly at you. The moment you look away because you are distracted, Allah looks away. Because if you don't care when it comes to your time with Allah, Allah won't care about you. It's that simple. This is, by the way, authentic hadith by the Prophet ﷺ. Have khushur, recite Qur'an, look where you put your head on the floor. When you do sujood, this way where you should look. 
Now, sometimes Chaitong comes to us and tries to distract us from praying. You can do three spits now, three really minor spits, okay, uh, on your left side and say, this is by the way, sunnah, and then you say, I seek refuge in Allah from shaitan. So you can do like, like three times, like that. Don't like actually spit. That's not what's meant. It's like a dry spit, dry spit, like this. Three times, you actually harm shaitan. You harm the devil. When you do that on your left side, make sure that it's on your left side, not your right side. And you say, oh, I seek refuge in Allah from shaitan. And inshallah, if you're being distracted, that should, you know, make you more khasha, more conscious of Allah, more disciplined in your prayers because shaitan, again, is distracted by what you just did. So that's one thing. Another thing is that now aura. Aura. What is aura? Aura is the part of the body that you have to cover. Aura, by the way, some people unfortunately don't know this. Men have aura. There are parts of the body that men must cover, Islamically speaking. Like we all know about women. I get it. Woman has to cover her hair. She only can show her hands and her face, by the way. Even the feet, they must be covered, Islamically speaking. Now, we all talk about women must cover, they must wear modest. By the way, men as well. Some people ignore that. Now, what is the aura for a man? The aura for a man is that a man must cover all the way from his belly button down to below his knee. So your knee cannot show. Both knees, you cannot show them. And your belly button cannot be shown. So, and unfortunately, unfortunately, I see brothers who go to the beach and wearing swimming shorts. Those swimming shorts are below even the belly, Right? And there, uh, there are, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, there are above the knees. So those shorts are above the knees and below the belly button. Not even the belly, but they are even shorter. Brothers, you are showing your aura. This is the equivalent of, uh, for a woman showing her hair, for a woman showing her like arms or legs. Like it's, you're showing skin as a male. A lot of brothers are completely oblivious i go to the beach and i know that you know those people are muslims and you see the brothers mashallah showing off all their bodies and the shorts is very it's technically short a very short short no pun intended where way high above the knees and it's way below the, the the belly button now when you go to the beach they have shorts that are below the knees i buy them all the time alhamdulillah and if you find it, uh, what's the word, embarrassing to lift your shorts uh, above your belly button, wear a swimming shirt. That's what I do. Wear a swimming shirt. It's haram. It's, it's, it's a sin. For a male, it's a sin to show your belly button in public. Do you understand? Below the belly button or the belly button and below up to your knees. You have to cover your knees as well. That is your aura. If you show them, or if you show any anything in this area, you're committing a sin. You're literally committing a sin. You're showing aura. You're showing body parts that you should be covering as a Muslim man. Now, that brings you back to our topic. When you pray, you have to cover your aura. When you pray, males and females, you have to cover. Now, the, this is when 
there are differences because the aura for a female is much more, which is you have to only show your face, hands, and that's it. Now, for males, here comes something a little bit extra. So we said that you have to cover your uh, belly button and then you have to cover uh, up until all the way uh, until below your knee, right? Or your knees. You also have to cover at least one shoulder. You have to cover one shoulder, at least one of your... So just to make it easy for yourself, wear a shirt. That's it's that simple. Wear a shirt, cover your shoulders, and that's it, to be on the safe side. Now, another thing, I've seen it happening. Some brothers, when they, they have, let's say that they have shorts that are exactly at the knees, they stop at the knees. And then when they pray, the shorts get you know pulled up and then their knees and even above, they're exposed during praise. Now you're exposing aura. That's fine if it was a one-time thing and you did not, you know, calculate it right and it was unpredictable kind of situation. It is, it's okay. It's valid if you try to cover it. You know what I mean? That is okay. That's fine. However, if it's a pattern, if you go to prayers knowing that you are about to pray and you wear shorts because you're lazy, then your prayer is invalid because you cannot pray while showing aura. If it's brief and you can cover it, it's okay. But if you do it on purpose, if you going to prayers with the intention of, well, what am I going to do? I'm just going to wear shorts because I want to have fun or want to go to the beach chapter or whatever. It's hot outside. Then you have a problem. Then you have to, again, you can cover the rest of your body, like the, you know, uh, up to below the knees by using a towel. Actually, uh, I had a friend of mine who, when we were praying by the beach, uh, he literally grabbed a towel and he put it on his waist so it's long enough because he was wearing you know shorts that were exactly at the knees you guys get it so again showing aura knowingly before like on purpose basically you know that you're going to show aura but you didn't care nullifies the it's invalid because you're not supposed to however if you're in a situation and you did not you know you're unprepared or whatever and you had to show your aura briefly or some people when they're praying the wind comes in and shows your aura you know, then you're you're fine. If it was again, uh, you know, not calculated for or whatever, and you immediately try to cover it, then you're fine. Also, for the brothers who wear a specific type of pants, and then when you bend and pray, and you you're wearing very short shirts, then your whole back shows. Your whole back shows. Sometimes when I wear short shirts, uh, I do this: tuck him in. Tuck your shirt in your pants or in your whatever, right? Your bottom part, whatever. If you're wearing a really long shorts, tuck your shirt in so it does not expose your back if it gets pulled up when you're doing sujood or rukur, right? Again, it's very basic stuff, very simple stuff. Cover your aura. Now, uh, so that's uh, one thing. And then again, th- again, this is what you should do and the obligations that, you know, you have to recite. Of course, of fatiha that's another obligation for both. This is universal if you want to call it right and so simply that that's again uh, this is not a detailed explanation of prayers but that's about it now that brings me to the question uh that sister sahar sent and again thank you so so much for your question now sister sahar had a, a story which is very interesting and i want to tackle that before we talk about the prayers part which is uh 
she is trying to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She's been doing great, mashallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, keeps her uh, steadfast. But her mom or her mother has been telling her that you she's being extremist by like example fasting the the, the six days of Shawwal, the Sunnah fasting, uh, you know, praying the Sunnah prayers, doing the extra stuff, she's being called an extremist. And that it's very interesting to me when a parent does not like their children to be more religious. It's sometimes unfathomable to me. Like I would I would pay whatever. I would pay all my money. If my children are more religious than me, that would be the, the best thing in my life. Like the best news that if my daughter or my son are actually doing more, this is incredibly happy. But again, some people, they have, again, they believe that. And again, she could be very sincere. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide her uh, and, and guide all of us. She could be sincere. She could think that this is... I don't know, makes her socially awkward, makes her like being too religious and too... And and I, I believe Sister Sahar also mentioned that she said you should not do this for the, for a superior human. I don't know what that means. Like she may be talking about the Prophet But no, we do everything for the sake of Allah. And we try to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as we can. Now the Prophet is beloved by us. He's the most, should be the most beloved human being to each and every one of us. But we do it for the sake of Allah. You know what I mean? So again, I get it. Some people have the mis misconceptions, even Muslims. And I believe, uh, and I, again, I could be wrong, but I believe Sister Sahar, your mom is a Muslim. And if not, then that explains a lot. But if she's a Muslim, then some Muslims have, uh, they want to be more liberal when it comes to Islam. And it's it's not the right approach. However, we make dua for our you know parents and family members that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would guide them and guide us uh, to his straight path. Now, uh, she... Uh, she said that the mosque, the masjid Is only five minutes away From her house So she prefers to go to the masjid It gets her closer to Allah She's in this, in the zone basically You know, in, in this religious atmosphere In just religious uh, environment And she feels like she's more closer She's closer to Allah In the masjid However, her parents again and her dad said That this is this is inappropriate She should not go to the masjid A woman should pray at home And you know they were just telling her that. So she was asking, is that true? Do I not, should I not go to the masjid? So let me answer this question. And again, thank you so much for your question. Now, first of all, uh, a woman came to the Prophet and she told him, Oh, Prophet of Allah, I want to pray in your masjid. So the Prophet responded and he said, I know you do. Of course, the Prophet knows the companions, males and females, and they are eager to pray in the masjid of the Prophet. He said, however, he said, I know you do. I know you really want to pray in, in, in my masjid. However, praying in your room, not your house. Now, pay attention here. Praying in your room is far better than praying in my masjid. Look at this. Praying in your, in your room is far better than praying in your house. So again, if you want to pray, and this is only for for our sisters, this is for for women, for our you know dear sisters. If you want to pray in your house, in the living room, in, in whatever, it's fine. But know that praying in your room is far better than praying anywhere in the house. Now, praying in your house is better than praying in if you have a house with like a, a backyard or a front yard. Is far better than praying in your front yard or your your garden whatever you want to call it 
Now, praying, look at the Prophet, he's, he's basically telling you the tinier you get, the, the, the closed, the, if the more closed your area of prayer is when it comes to your room where you sleep, the better. So again, if you pray in the masjid of the Prophet, beautiful. However, the Prophet said, if you pray in the backyard of my masjid, it's, it's better than praying in my masjid for women because you're now closer to your house. Think about it this way. I'm doing it in reverse now. Praying in your backyard is far better than praying in the backyard of the masjid of the Prophet Praying in your house is far better than praying in the backyard of your house. Praying in your room is far better than praying anywhere else in your house. So bottom line is, the Prophet, this is an explicit hadith by the way, authentic, Bukhari and Muslim. Praying in your room is far better for you, sister, than praying in the masjid. This is, there is no debate about that. Praying in your room. And this actually, there's another hadith by the Prophet when he said the best, the best place for a woman to pray is her room. Hujra, her room. The best place, can you imagine? The best place is a woman's room. Now, it's better for a woman to stay home. And it's not a matter, some, some might say, well, if it's a matter of safety, well, we live in a different world. No, the verdict is, by the way, when Allah makes those uh, rulings, right? Allah knows the future. It's not Allah made it in the time of the Prophet and then he did not know what will happen in the future in terms of like, you know, safety, progress and all these things. No, Allah knows the future up until infinity. Allah's knowledge of the future, of the past, of you name it, is unlimited, unrestrained. So Allah knows, but out of Allah's wisdom, Allah said the best place for a woman to pray. And by the way, responding to Sister Sahar, if this is what Allah said, if the best place for you to pray is your room, I promise you, inshallah, this is this place, your room, shall be the closest place for you to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. More than the masjid. I know that maybe in your in the masjid you feel the atmosphere, however, you can turn your room into a small masjid. Right? Turn your room into a small masjid. Like do like put the Quran there, play Quran all the time, you know, you can put some Islamic, uh, again, like Islamic uh, art, some written verses on your wall and have your own mihrab, which is the place where you pray, right? And have some nice things and just sit there and pray between you and Allah. At the end of the day, that's Allah, how Allah wants you to worship Him. Okay? So again, this is, now here's something very interesting. The Prophet ﷺ once told the companions, again, this is authentic. This is reported in all books of Sirah. He said, never prevent your women from going to the masjid. Isn't that a little contradicting? So the Prophet ﷺ is telling men, do not prevent your women from going to the masjid. Yet he's telling us the best place for a woman to pray is her room. Right? So, how do you reconcile? Well, it's very simple. The Prophet is giving you the choice. He's telling you it's not haram to pray in the masjid. That's why he's telling the men, do not prevent your women from going to the masjid. If they want to go, let them go. It's not haram. They can go. It's halal. It's 100% allowed and 100% halal. However, the choice now is up to you, sisters. You want to get the full reward and get closest to Allah? Pray in your room. 
you feel like you still really want to go to the mosque, go ahead. It's not haram. It's just you're not going to get the same reward at the masjid. It's that simple. So again, I hope uh, you know that answers your question. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and again, like you can turn your room into a beautiful place. Now, when it comes to men, by the way, there is a difference of opinion uh, regarding you know uh, prayers in the masjid. The majority of the opinion they say that you uh, you have to pray in the masjid as a ma- as a male Muslim who's capable of moving physically, you know, and mentally, then you have to go and pray in a masjid. And there is an opinion I believe in the Imam Shafi'i, the one of the four schools. They say it's highly recommended. Now, what is not debatable is that if you live in an area where you can hear the adhan, the call for prayers. Like if your house is close enough to a masjid, and whether by the way, because I know some places now in the West, mashallah, they actually have the call for prayer in in public. Now, if your house lives close enough to a place, now for you know the Muslim countries, this is the case almost everywhere, right? Now, if your house is close enough to a masjid that you can hear the adhan, you can hear the call for prayers, it is mandatory for you to go and pray in the masjid as a male. Do you understand? It is mandatory for you to go and pray in the masjid. Now, if you live in a in in in, in a in a house that it's very far from, you know, from from the masjid, it's very difficult for you to reach the masjid, then you make istighfar and then you you know, ask for Allah's forgiveness and you tr- again, you try your best to go to the masjid if it's very inconvenient for you, if it's very difficult, then inshallah you can pray at home. Uh, of course, Jum'ah, you have to find a masjid or you have to pray in congregations, uh, in, in a congregation. Now, again, when it comes to males, it like I said, this is one of the things that's obligatory upon males that females do not have to do. Again, it's it's not haram for a female to go pray in a masjid like you know we mentioned. Uh, it is recommended that she would pray in her room, but if she really wants to go, again, Islam doesn't say... You know, actually, as a matter of fact, we the Prophet said, let them go, uh, let them go and enjoy praying in the masjid, but just know that the reward will be far better if you are in your room. And now that's it. So I hope that I was able to answer your questions. Again, thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.